Let's take to our seats. It's an honor that the people that usually were at the background, people who feared speaking in public, people who couldn't do some things, people who would fumble whenever they would hold a microphone, God can use them to bring them from the background to the forefront. And it's amazing. I want to say thank you, worship team, for leading us through the session. Personally, I have been encouraged. You know, sometimes we get caught up with the issues of life and we forget the promises that God has in store for us. And when Nelson was speaking about the story of Joseph, Joseph was stuck in a prison and he was answering people. He had the issue, the answers to the issues that people had, but he himself was stuck. And sometimes I feel I am stuck. But today the worship team has reminded me that the promises of God are yes and amen. Turn to the person next to you and uh, just smile, smile at them. A smile speaks volumes. I want us to turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 23. Karibu sana, Ivy's mom, Ivy and Lorraine, we appreciate you coming. It's an honor to have you. I want to say that even as I share this with you, I am not the most qualified person. Everything that I'm going to speak about today is based on research. And I have added the word of God because I believe the word of God gives life. There's a place that the knowledge of man comes and gets to an end. But when we get to the word of God, the word of God gives life. And even as I share this, I also want to say that I am not against anyone or anything. So whatever I say is all for the glory of God. And it is for the betterment of each and every person that is called by the name I Frontrana. The title of my sermon today is The Other Side. We are doing a series about the social media because I believe this is one of the emerging trends. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. The Bible says, all things are lawful but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful, but not all things build up. And last week, I remember I, I spoke about how God put the first man. The Bible says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew word used there is Elohim, speaking of God being the creator. And God being the creator, he created things out of nothing. God never went to a construction company. God never went to people and, and he got a tender so that people would pour, pour water or pour sand or pour whichever things. But God spoke and the things that he spoke, the world came into motion. And now that God is the creator, the Bible says in Genesis 1.26 that human beings are made in the image of God. Your father is the creator that makes you creative. That's why God will never give us chairs. 
That's why God will never give us stables. But God will, will, will want you to use your creativity so that you can come with diamond rings, so that you can come with, with chairs and tables and automobiles and all the other things so that we will glorify God because he has made us to be creative. From the moment the first man was put in the garden, that was the beginning of the technological advances. From the first time that Adam was put in the garden, yes, we know that he sinned. It was the beginning of, of what is to unfold to what we have now. This is where we get to find that the, the, the technology that we had or the, the man being put in the garden of Eden was actually the beginning of modifying creation. Technology actually pushes back the results of the fall. And when technology is something that is to modify creation, we get to find that a, a man had to come up with tools that will take care of what was to unfold so that, to, so that it can increase the efficiency of what was to, to unfold. And th that is where, where we get to find that we have moved and evolved from things like Mitishamba and now we can actually take things like Panadol and, and we, have, we have been able to have machines People in the Bible in the olden days, they used to write the Bible in, the, in papyrus reeds. But then with, with the coming of technology and advancement of everything, mankind is evolving and mankind is creative. Mankind wants to do some things so that they will glorify God. We get to find that they, they started to write things on animal skins. And when they wrote on animal skins, they, it came to a time that they will be destroyed. And with the coming of technology, we get to find that now we have Bibles in papers. Farmers use weed killing technology. Women now use the pain suppressing technology in, in childbirth. We have fashion designers who use fabric so that we can be able to cover our bodies. We have musical instruments. This is with the coming of technology so that we can express in joy, express in joy in beautiful songs and the internet is used to connect people. We had the invention of cars to mention someone like Henry Ford because of the need that arose. It created a capacity so that he came up with the Ford car. And, and we have seen God use people, people all through. We get to find that the Wright brothers, they would use something that is denser than air to float. That is so creative, man. Something heavier than air to float on air so that it can take you from one destination to another with like the least time possible. And then in 1982, we get to find that the IBM industrial business machines, the computers came and they have been able to shape the way mankind is able to interact. Mankind is able to see things. Mankind is able to forge forward when it comes to technology. And technology is something that is supposed to glorify God. We used to have the TVs that the Great Wall of China was brought in Kenya and uh, I'm speaking about the black and white TVs and I remember ours, we would have a, 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 a pliers next to it so that you kind of turn it from your going, when you're going to KBC or, 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 or KTN, I don't think NTV was still there. And, and, and sometimes you would slap it at the top so that that guy who was reading news would wake up. <laughs> And technology is something that is supposed to glorify God. 
And Steve Jobs in 2007 launched the first iPhone. Technology is something, just like I said, it's supposed to glorify God. And just like I had mentioned, according to Bandwatch Analytics, this is a company that does statistics. As of January 2019, they say that the population of the world is 7.7 .7 billion people. And it's still growing. And they say that the internet has over 4.2 billion users. That is more than half. Sayatoki and Ocha, Mazim Akonasimu. According to a site called the State of the Internet in Africa Focus says that in Kenya, 37.7 million people can access the internet. And we are over 40 million people. That is almost like 90%. An ICT background as of October 25th, 2017, it says that 43 million people are actually internet users. Mobile penetration has been growing from the time of uh, Graham Bell, who saw the need of people to communicate from 89.2% to 90% and it is still growing. According to the Bloggers Association of Kenya, in 2017, they say that WhatsApp has actually 12 million users. 7.1 million users are on Facebook. 8 million are on YouTube. 4 million are on Instagram. 1 million are on LinkedIn. And 1 million on Twitter. 250,000 people are on Snapchat. I think I've reduced that number because I'm not there. Um, the, the rest are on Pinterest, Reddit, and all the other social media platforms. And social media platform is actually how we communicate, how we do business. 86% of Kenyans on Twitter are from Nairobi. <laughs> These statistics are actually interesting. According to sociologists, the sociologists have divided people in terms of clusters. And there were people called the baby, baby boomers. Baby boomers are actually people who were born during World War II or after World War II. And these are people who now they are between the age of 54 to 74. And uh, 54 to 74, these are people who were born between 1944 and 1964. The Generation X, according to sociologists, were born between 1965 and 1979. These people are either 40 years to 53 years. Helen, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Generation Y, these are the millennials. Sorry, let me not use the word millennials, I'll use it later. Generation Y, these are the people who were born between 1980 and 1984 we find that these people are between age 24 to 38 years. And then there's the Generation Z. These are the people, these are the people, these are the people who were born between 1995 to 2015. The Generation Y, <laughs> the Generation Y and the Generation Z, uh, generation Z is from three years to four years to 23 years. These are the people that were called, are called millennials. 
Actually, these are the people that have been born into the internet. Someone says that now the basic needs of a human being is internet. <laughs> internet, food, Wi-Fi <laughs> Wi-Fi password. Um, I want you to turn to the person next to you. I had forgotten to start with this question. Ask them, is social media good or bad? Um, we have been born, I, I am one of them, we have been born into the internet. So, it's like you're depriving me of my basic need. <laughs> I have people come to my place and I'm sorry, 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 I'm trying to build, I'm trying to build so that we all understand because this is something that is affecting each and every one of us. Someone say that now that we have been birthed and we know that this is something that is in us, we have been shaped in it. Someone says that, a research says that, sorry, every 4.3 minutes we touch our phones. That's why we get to find that young people are actually working with our laptops and on the side is our phone. When you hear the beep, you forget what you're doing. You go to the phone. Someone also say that young people actually spend two hours, two to three hours on social media every day. This is statistics, statistics, statistics. Someone says that we touch our phones 150 times a day. Nikama, manzeuko job, unawakna laptop, ama computer, and then the phone is there. Bado uko kwa phone, ukitoka hapo unaishia home, same, same thing, ukienda kulalo umesha tuck in kwa duve, bado uko kwa phone. <laughs> and this, and by the way, this thing has actually become an addiction. Before the elections, I heard of statistics that says that majority of the population in Kenya is actually young people from the age of 14 going upwards. That means that we are millennials. Kenya is like full of millennials, generation Y and generation Z. And this makes me wonder, it makes me wonder, us as young people, how do we, or where do we learn the way we dress? Where do we pick our behaviors from? What about the things like low self-esteem? Where do we learn things like abortion from? The songs that we sing, where do we learn them from? The addictions that come, where do we 
learn them from? What influences our minds? There's a lady called Bailey Panel. She said that uh, in a research in a university concerning um, excess use of social media, it brings three stressors. And the first stressor is anxiety. The second is depression. And the third one is stress. And anxiety is when the body's natural, anxiety is the body's natural response to stress. This is where you feel, you have that feeling of apprehension of what is to come. It's like something has not yet happened, but there's a feeling towards that thing that hasn't happened. Anxiety. You are like, you know that you're supposed to pay rent. Natuko fast. Ushanza kufikiri at the end of the month. How will I pay rent? Anxiety. And it becomes a disorder after a couple of months. The symptoms of anxiety is you find difficulty in falling asleep. You are restless. You find trouble in concentrating. That's why you can be with people and your mind is far off. Manze uko China kwa machuo moko river road ya China. Unafikiri vile uta make biz. But you're with people here. But the Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 7, cast your anxiety to God because he cares for you. Why are you worried about something that hasn't even happened? And sometimes we, we, we create things, we create imaginations, we create things, images in our minds that we are doomed to fail. But God is speaking and reminding us today, cast your anxiety to God because he cares. He cares. It's time that you start sleeping. Restful nights. And by the way, let me tell you, sleeping is actually not resting only. How many people sleep and they wake up tired? <laughs> the second stressor is stress. And this is the body's response to pressure, the demanding circumstances. I demand food. And I don't just demand food. I demand good food. I demand good clothes. Nice or good or nice. I demand nice clothes. It depends. It depends on the school that you went to. I demand money. We demand things. But when the things that you demand are not met, you enter into a state of stress. You demand Wi-Fi, you demand a good phone, you demand a good job, you demand that your boss will stop doing this and this and this, and it is to please you. And as a result comes in stress. And stress is the inability to cope with the perceived threat. It can be real or imagined to one's mental, physical, and spiritual well-being. It results to a series of physiological responses and adaptations. You can read the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 from verse 3 to 5. It speaks about the things that we imagine they take root or residence in our minds. They become strongholds. And a stronghold is a house of false thinking. I won't explain more on that. But the Bible says every thought, every imagination, every thinking, we hold it captive. Meaning that that thought will keep on coming 
But what do you do? You hold it captive and you make it obey what Christ says according to the word of God. Because the things that are, that are coming, the imaginations, they are things that are trying to raise and exalt themselves above what the word of God says. And today we were saying that the promises of God are yes and amen. And God is faithful. The Bible says in the book of, of Joshua says that there is no promise that God spoke that was never fulfilled. Every promises were fulfilled. The third is depression. And this is where young people feel sadness. You, you, you feel sad. You feel helpless. You feel hopeless. And you see yourself as a worthless person. And this happens after many days. And it stops you from living your life. You are in a depressed mood for the most of the, of, the, of the hours in the day. You feel tired. You lack energy. You feel worthless. You feel guilty. You have a hard time to focus and to remember details. You have a difficult, difficult time to make decisions. And you can't sleep. Or if you sleep, you sleep too much during the day. You find no pleasure and no interest in the day's activities. You think about death and suicide is the gateway to that. You are restless and the list continues and goes on and on. And according to still this, this lady, um, Bailey Panel, she says that the stressors is the highlight reel when it comes to social media. The highlight reel is the collection of the best moments. These are the moments of victories. These are the moments of achievements. These are the moments when you went for a football match and you were victorious. These are the moments that you have for your graduation. These are the moments that you put the best selfies and the best pictures and so on. And this is something that we call the highlight reel. There's someone who came up with the infinity scroll. Nowadays, you can scroll and go through um, for, for two to three hours. You can be on Instagram, and you're still going down and down and down, and you are looking at people's highlight reels. You are looking at the King Ka Ki Ki? the Kardashians. I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> you, you are looking at the Kardashians, you are looking at the people that you look, I want you to put it in your context, uh, me, me I look at whichever, I, I, the people that I look and, I, and you look at the highlight trail and you find the time has actually gone. Steve Fatik says that we struggle with insecurity because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone's, with everyone else's highlight reel. And that, that's, that's a problem. That's a problem. The moment we start comparing ourselves with other people, people, we lose on what God has in store for us. Let me bring it from a biblical perspective. The Bible says in the book of, of, of 1 Samuel chapter 17 and verse 18 that David was a man after God's own heart. And David, David was, was taking care of sheep while he was throwing a stone at a lion and a bear. And Israel had gone to a war with the Philistine. And, and the 
Philistines were actually torturing and they were, they were bullying the Israelites. And King Saul before that had gone against God. So God said, I will bring someone who will replace you. And David was someone who killed Goliath. And David in the book of 1 Samuel chapter, chapter 18, he is walking in, in the streets of Jerusalem with the head of Goliath. He had conquered the person who was bullying the children of Israel. And when he is walking, of course, as a leader, you will have women who are behind you. And the women started singing that Saul has killed thousands and David has killed tens of thousands. And David, having killed tens of thousands, Saul started comparing himself with David. And Saul saw that this man is going to dethrone me. And that's why enmity began from Saul. And Saul said that I will kill this man. I will have to pin him. You see what comparison does. Comparison stops you from leaving the call of God. Comparison stops you from being content with the things that God has given you. Comparison will shift your focus. And I am reminding each and every person today that you are forbidden to be someone else. You are forbidden to compare yourself. Be yourself because everyone is taken. Let me remind you again that the cancer to contentment is comparison. Many of us on the highlight trail, we are comparing ourselves with Kim Kardashian. We are comparing ourselves with um, the socialites in Kenya. We are, we are comparing ourselves. And let me remind you again, people are not pasting or, or posting their real lives out there. The highlight trail. whenever we start comparing ourselves with other people, we lose out on the call of God in our lives. God is calling us to be content with what he has given us. The second one is social currency. A currency is something that we use to attribute value to goods and service, services. A currency is something that we use to attribute value to goods and services. And in social media, it's in the form of likes, shares, and the comments. In marketing, there's something called the economy of attention. This is where everything is competing for your attention. And when you give something a like or a piece of that finite attention, it becomes recorded. It becomes a recorded transaction attributing value. In other words, we attribute value to something when we see its worth. In social media, we are actually the product. We are the products and we let others attribute value. That's why we want to post photos. We want to put photos online. And let me ask you, if today you just post a photo and then you go sleep and then you wake up and then you find you have 7,000 likes. <laughs> <laughs> you post another one. In the human body, there's something called dopamine. Dopamine is actually the feel-good hormone. So when you wake up in the morning and then you see 70,000 likes. Woo! You've achieved! You've achieved, Maze! 
and it will make you to want to continue to post and to post and to post and to post because you are the product and people are attributing value. People are speaking of how worth you are by the likes and the shares. What if you posted and then no one liked? And this is something that you had invested yourself in. Manzo may invest in your picture, you may be a Christmas, Christmas manzo chonge. Mina kongam dark like you wake a light kidogo. Eh? Alafune ka Bible verse. And then unalala, unamka, atasi Bible, uneka quoting in a deep, ilimbakonasima, no need for caption. And then you wake up in the morning, uda find five likes, uh, three likes, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. How will you feel? Manzata pastor Japenda Kenyume post. How will you feel? Not to be honest, how will you feel? Huh? Brian is saying you'll feel this. How will you feel? You'll feel bad. You'll feel terrible. You'll feel you've invested. Manzi have invested a lot. And then no one likes me. No one likes me, Manze. Any other sistango ajapenda. Ata krashuango ajaona. I forgot to mention that, by the way, when it comes to the feel-good hormone, people were saying that actually the social media, the addiction in social media is so high that it is at the, at, the same, at the same line or whichever, same scale with things like cocaine. So when no one likes, remember you are the product. You pull down the product from the shelf. Ushesikia wasewa na sema manzee mi nilitoka WhatsApp. Okay, siya tikila mtu. Siya tikila mtu anitoka WhatsApp. It's as a result of that. This is where now depression and by that depression is as a result of unmet expectations. You post a verse, you expect Pastor Katie to say, hey, I'm so deep. And I don't. Maybe I wasn't even on social media. You've graduated, you've posted. No one likes you. Because you are the product. Because of the unmet expectations, before you post, you have anxiety. When you post, it's like killer, sir. Wase wa WhatsApp stories, tunajijua. Ureka kitu nangalia, eh, udema me like. Badu, wacha tungoje. Tukona 24 hours. Labda atakamin the fourth hour kama Jesus. Growing up, I remember we didn't have a TV us. And... The programs that were showing then, KBC liko inanza 4 p.m. Inanza na national anthem. And then, tunajua Tuesday liko asikuya wrestling. So Wednesday, shule si water tunongia wrestling. W, liko WWF, eh. Sayi sijui kai me kwa 2W peke. Unajua sayi pia wadzi tunafupisha, lol. WTF, why the face? Ame inakuanga? Amin lifundishwa evo. Mainly, <laughs> lots of love. 
and growing up, actually, we were together. We were together and we will do things together. We will play together. We will interact together. But with the coming of the social media on the other side, the Facebook, the Twitter, the WhatsApp, the infinity scroll, uh, Instagram and Snapchat, and us as millennials, we were birthed into it. I think almost all of us here are on WhatsApp. Ama uh, Instagram. Ama ni simundo akuna. Facebook. We have a Facebook. And I remember, not I remember, when now we, we have, we are all on social media, we are discussing, we, we, we are connected. Remember I had said that the world has 7.7 .7 billion and over 4 billion people are on Facebook. That means when you log into Facebook, you are connected to about 4 billion plus people. Now that you are connected, social media is something that is driving us away from the way we used to be. And this is the work of the enemy. It is driving us away from each other. That's why you can be, you can be at home, manzomeva, earphones, music, iko loud, bado, kwa system, TV, iko on, uko WhatsApp, laptop, iko on, ato fikiriju ya stima, we, as in uko busy. And, and you, you find when we go to restaurants, we are actually dating, but we are on the phone. And it's like, you, when you talk with someone, you're holding your phone and you're talking with that person. And when you're doing that, actually you're showing that person that is not important, there's someone here who is more important. And social media has, is, is a platform that has created an opportunity for us to be connected to billions and billions of people, but we are ending up being lonely. Social media has created a platform that we can articulate our issues. Social media, instead of connecting us, it is drawing us away. And when we used to watch WWF and, and Renegade on Wednesdays and those Shaka Zulu, and I remember, nowadays social media has created that opportunity. You can watch whatever you want to watch. You can watch Netflix, you can go on Hulu, you can be on podcast, and you can do whatever, whatever thing you want to, be, to, to do. You can go on YouTube. And in as much as it is doing that, it is actually separating us. And as it's separating us, it's creating people with their own, own mindsets and own thinking. And that is where you're picking up behaviors. And when you see someone is speaking against that which you like, because social media has created an opportunity for you to now speak and be the voice to, to, to the things that you want to speak. So when someone is speaking contrary to something, you see that this person is attacking you. So you look for people who are for you so that you fight those people. And in fact, even something about social media is that it has cookies that recommends you on things that you like. And social media, with the coming of depression and anxiety and all these other things, there's someone who was posting and she was saying, this is my last post before I die. And people were rebuking that person. They were speaking all sorts of manner of things. Someone posted and she was saying, three days to go. And then she posted again the following day, two days to go. And then she posted and said, one day to go. And this person by there took away her life. It's because when you speak of something that I am not related to, I won't talk with you. 
That's why if I'm struggling with, like for example, a drug issue or I'm smoking, it's, 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 it's a disease. But if it's you, it's a crime. We can be communicating, but we are not understanding each other. Social media has actually divided us. And something from a research I did is, where is the empathy that God has put in us? I remember during the olden days, there was so much empathy, but we have replaced it now with sympathy. Sympathy is actually feeling for you. Empathy is feeling with you. Sympathy is when we see KT as a drunkard, we say, oh, I thank God I'm not like him. He deserves to go to jail. But empathy is when you're going through a difficult time, when you have issues, and sometimes I don't want someone to come and fix me. I want you to come and feel with me. I want you to come and sit with me as you watch me cry so that you can walk in my shoes and as you create that environment where I can just cry out, I can just, I can just have a shoulder to lean on, you are providing for me a, a, an opportunity that I will be able to speak out the things that are eating me because social media has become an idol in me. That's why you have friends on Facebook but they are not friends. And we get addicted to destruction. We fear missing out. And it's time for us sometimes to turn our phones off. Remember, our phone can be like a digital vampire that sucks away our time. We travel with our phones. We go to, to the washroom and take bathroom selfies for, for all the chukwanga. Okay. Tunawajua, tunawajua. I've even forgotten what I was supposed to say. So when Paul is speaking from the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23, that everything is permissible, but everything is not beneficial, he was coming from a point where he was speaking against adultery. And the imagine trend, because he was speaking about the children of Israel, the children of Israel had come to a point that the imagine trend, them worshiping the calf, and them, them creating the opportunity to, be, to, become, to become part in idol worship, Paul was trying to speak against that because of the emerging trend that had led them to be people who will actually do things that are not pleasing to God. Yet in, in, in terms of technology and in times of the trend at that time, they were supposed to glorify God. They were supposed to worship God. But then with that trend, they, it came to a point that the Bible says that 23,000 of them died. And with the social media today, many of us are actually dying. How many people have you had? I did not take take statistics, but there are quite a number of people that are dying as a result of depression. Young people from the age of 14 to 23, they are dying as a result of, of stress. They are dying as a result of unmet expectations because someone did not give you something. You are taking away your life because you see that is the only solution because you have been deprived. And when Paul says that everything is permissible, but everything is not beneficial, he actually meant that we have allowed things to be permissible. We have allowed ourselves to go to club, but is that beneficial? We have allowed ourselves to go into a lady's room when, when, when there's no one else, but is that beneficial? We have allowed ourselves to buy phones, smartphones, so that we are able to download 
all the betting sites, but is that beneficial? We have allowed ourselves to, to skip going to classes so that we can sleep, smoke, and drink, but is that beneficial? We have allowed ourselves to be taken out by old men and to be bought for nice clothes. Is that beneficial? When Paul said, in as much as everything is permissible, not everything will benefit you. That's why for me, I spend time on the internet on the things that will benefit me. I spend time on the internet on the things that will build me, things that will edify me, things that will take me into the next level in my walk with God. Just like money, social media is not bad. But when we overly use social media, when we make it an addiction or an idol, that is where we miss out the point. Bailey Panel still says that we should audit our social diet, create a better online experience, and model a good behavior. For me, Sometimes I say I'll read for two hours and then I'll enter Instagram or whichever thing for like 15, 20 minutes. And then I do my other things and then again I enter because it's something that I can't do without. Let us bow down our heads. Today I'll just do a simple thing. With our heads bowed, you are saying, Lord, help me with this trend. Just lift up your hand. Thank you for those hands. Lord, I thank you for even when we come in your presence. Father, you're able to touch, to heal and deliver. Father, we thank you for technology. Help us so that we will not lose on what you've called us to be. I pray that you lead us and that you guide us. Father, you have seen the hands that have been raised. And Lord, we know that you are able. That's why we say thank you. We've, we've come to this place and we are leaving this place changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.